Welcome to Tilly's Trans Tuesdays. This week we're discussing something that can be a huge problem for a lot of trans people who transition as adults. It's something that's eaten up so much of my time and energy and I bet you have no idea. We're talking about trans voices and gendering. I'm Tilly Bridges, your host, and I'm joined by my writing partner, my best friend, my wife, our token cis representation, the voice that always calls me home, Susan Bridges. What? That's like super sweet. And that's me, baby. No, I'm hiding now. Our guest this week is Jillian Morgan, the sound editor for Tilly's Trans Tuesdays and the director of the Kingery for Pendant Audio, as well as being a voice actress. She has been happily married to the world's most supportive wife for 21 years and is the mom of two fur babies. She left the world of sports radio after 25 years to find her true self and couldn't be happier. She recently completed her bachelor's degree in theater after a very extended break and is in the process of applying to graduate school. She delights in all things nerdy and particularly enjoys the parts of this podcast that the rest of the world will never hear but are nonetheless hilarious. Jillian, welcome back. Hello. Hey, it's good to be back on this side of the microphone. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you are our first guest who has come back on after an initial run. So Woo! I want to ask what that's been like for you editing, as of this episode, 45 installments of this podcast. Wow, and, has it been that many? <laughs> yeah, and, and maybe tell people what that last sentence of your bio is all about. <laughs> well, as far as the last sentence of the bio... Sometimes things happen during the recording of a podcast that just don't make the final cut, but I get to hear those in all of their glory, and some of them I share with little tags on the end, but a lot of them are, are just special moments between myself and Tilly and Susan and the guest. <laughs> we, we, we just have had, had one, one of those, those yes. that, you'll, that the audience <laughs> will never hear. I, I mess things up a lot, and I have to apologize to Jillian and retake things. Nice but it's okay. And some of yeah. them are, are fantastic. I love them. Oh, you can get on some serious digressions and like cats getting involved or whatever. And it's just fun for me to listen to. But I know, yeah, this makes things way too long and doesn't have a point. So we'll just Yeah, move yeah. <laughs> the magic of editing keeps yes. us on topic. And, and it sounds, and, you know, so good when you listen, yes. you don't even know we made those mess ups. So that's the goal. But we try I to do be have the raw files, though. So if we ever oh, need no. to <laughs> bring those back out. Blooper reel. Blackmail. <laughs> Blackmail. Now, as far as just editing the episodes, it's been really fun. It it's it can get tedious at times. You have you know going to listen and then cut back and take out every um and uh and stuff sure. like that to make it make it sound clear and smooth. But it's really I've learned a lot myself just you know through listening to these podcasts because I watched Silo first of all because I knew it was coming up on this and I probably hey. wouldn't have picked it up otherwise. Great! I hope you enjoyed it. I did. And I know we did the episodes on trans healthcare, 
And yeah. there were a lot of things I didn't know. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I need to ask my doctor about this too next time I, I have an appointment with him. So, yeah, it's that's like one of the reasons that I especially wanted to do that episode. But I mean, like mm-hmm. the whole show, because there's so much, you know, that mm-hmm. we all learn from each other. Exactly. And so you, we got to get that out there because cis doctors, they don't know. They what? just don't know. Well, if people would like more Jillian after listening to this episode, where can they find you online? I'm on most of the social medias at audiojillian dot whatever it is. So X, Twitter, Blue Sky, Mastodon, mainly still Twitter, although I'm trying to slowly move over and get used to using Blue Sky on a regular basis. But yeah, I'm trying to do that, too. It's I'm hard. on Instagram more now <laughs> than I have been in a long time. So if you find Audio Jillian, that's me. And you should find her because she's wonderful and this show would not exist without her. So, Okay, well, I routinely see so many trans people struggling with voice, so I wanted to do a series on my own experiences. I'm going to talk about my early experiences this week. I'll talk about where I finally ended up next week. And then we're going to culminate with an interview with my speech pathologist. And as a reminder, I'm giving you my experiences and perspective only. I don't speak for all Mm -hmm. trans people or all trans women. And I'm also not a speech or language pathologist myself. So please do not expect a deep dive into the science of it all. But I did work with a speech pathologist for years. And all of that was to help me change my voice so I hopefully don't sound like a cisgender man. The goal was twofold, make me feel more like me and reduce the gender dysphoria my voice gave me. But it's also to help me be gendered correctly as I move through this world that is often unkind or worse to trans people. It's also something of a safety issue because if you look like a woman but sound like a man, you can risk opening yourself up to even more abuse. And here's where it gets complex because no one should have to have any voice other than the one they want just to feel safe and accepted for who they are. Plenty of cis women have voices with a lower pitch and may struggle in a similar way. And it's bullshit. All a trans person should have to worry about is sounding the way we want to and to hell with whatever anyone else thinks. So Jillian, I wanted to ask you about what your relationship to your voice has been like. It's been, I'll say complicated. I've been one of those people that never liked hearing their own voice. Yeah. Especially working in radio for all those years that got kind of interesting at times so I'd hear something played back I'm like oh god I sound like that but I've gotten I've gotten to where I'm at peace with that being out there because I've got 25 years of audio from radio I've got so many years of audio with Pendant and other podcasts that yeah yeah, I know it's out there it's it's just gonna be and from there on out it's you know whatever I I choose to do with it I it's when I was first transitioning, it bugged me a lot more that I didn't really have a feminine voice per se. I mean, especially when I go to say a drive through restaurant and at the speaker, it's all sir. And then yeah. you get to the window and you're like, Oh ma'am. Cause you know, I, I like to think I look, you know, at least feminine enough for, for that. You look like a pretty lady to me. Thank you. Thank you. And so do you. And so do you. Oh, Susan. Thanks. Aww. See, I'm inclusive. But <laughs> we don't forget our cis friends. No, we do not. Here. We do not. Hello. We both have amazing cis wives who are fabulous. That's right. But I've gotten to the point where and and part of this actually is from listening to to this podcast and editing it, hearing 
all sorts of voices that are trans, not necessarily yeah. you know, doing doing the stereotypical you know, thing with the voice. And so for me, I haven't really done just a ton with my voice. I, I you can tell I still slip down low again, but I the what one thing I have done is try to adopt more feminine speech patterns and uh-huh. just do it, come across that way. And we're going to dig I'm, into that too, are we? We are <laughs> all in this episode. Stay tuned. Yes, and so I'm just you know I'm pretty at peace with how I how I sound now, except when I sing. When I sing, I'm I'm so angry at myself for allowing my 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 high range to go away because I used to have a nice tenor range, and now I'm firmly in baritone, and it sucks. Uh, <laughs> I'm jealous though because I can't really sing at all. Mm. Although Susan, I think you can offer a little bit of I guess, response to this, because since I've been in voice therapy, I think my singing has gotten better. Like, it's not great, but I used to be so bad, and now I think it's marginally better. Like, I can sing Happy Birthday (laughs) mostly okay. (laughs) I'd say marginally better. Yeah. (laughs) That's weird, because we didn't discuss singing at all, but I think it's just, I don't know. Going through years of voice therapy trains you to listen to uh-huh. your own voice better than you did before, I think. And maybe that's part of it. I don't know. But maybe I have no musical talent whatsoever. It's a big, big depressing, sad spot in my life. I don't understand it. I just love it. And yet you make up some of those beautiful songs. Oh, well, <laughs> lyrics are different from melody, though. This is true. Say. Yeah. Okay. So there's an event from my past that I want to talk about. I was on a Zoom call that was audio only. At the time, I didn't have an avatar or user photo, so on audio only calls, it just showed my name in the square where the video would otherwise be. Not that a photo would necessarily have helped anyway, as I do not believe that I pass as a cis person. And for more on how fraught that entire concept is, please see the Trans Tuesday on misgendering and passing, which was episode 34 of this show. Anyway, after an hour and a half of lively, interesting discussion, someone else on the call said something to the effect of, we're all men here, and my heart sank below the bottom of the ocean. I was dealing with the emotional fallout from that for the rest of the day. It wasn't malicious, it wasn't intentional misgendering, and the host of the call, who is a very good friend of mine, immediately corrected the guy who said it and told him I'm a woman so that I didn't have to, which is peak allyship, in my opinion. It is, in fact, a small but simple demonstration of proactive allyship, a.k.a. being an accomplice, which there's a whole Trans Tuesday about was episode 35 of this show. At that point, I'd been in voice therapy for at least six months. It involved long calls with a speech pathologist every few weeks and daily vocal exercises to try and train myself to speak differently than I have for my entire life. And I remember that was hard for you it was so hard and you sound so absurd when you're doing it you do these sirens with your pitch going Mm -hmm. up and down in one tone over and over again you practice holding a tone at a certain pitch for different lengths of time over and over again you practice speaking like you're sighing and then practice speaking without the sigh but hopefully with your vocal folds in the same posture to change the sound of the words You go through word lists time and again, trying to change your inflection and intonation. And when your voice gets tired, you blow raspberries, lip trills, relaxed throat and vocal cords. You can also just talk with your tongue out, ludicrous, but it helps. It really does. (laughs) Like you would just shut yourself in the bedroom, like every, well, you were supposed to do it every day, but it was hard. Like 
the time it took was yeah yeah i did do it every day not at first because it was hard my i felt so tired from doing it but i did work up to it and was doing it every day for years it sounds very similar to learning to sing properly because i took voice lessons in college and so a lot of the same things and i'm i'm using them now where you're going doing the sirens and Mm -hmm. lip drills and all that good stuff It, it is very similar learning to resonate from the proper tone of your throat yeah you'd think it would be easier for me to just go ahead and, and sound perfectly femme but you know i'm also lazy so <laughs> busy we say busy, busy yeah. not lazy yes, yes. busy not lazy yes. at all now but when you have to do those techniques in front of other people or while talking to them on the phone like all my voice therapy sessions were if you had much of an ego before this would shatter it into <laughs> a million tiny shards let me assure you and the change is incremental. It's slow. It's climbing a mountain with one arm tied behind your back. It's frustrating and feels like trying to change the immutable because hormone replacement therapy does nothing for a trans woman's voice. And on this call, I talked to this guy for 90 minutes and he could see my name was Tilly and the others on the call referred to me as Tilly and he still thought I was a damned man. All my work, all the hours, all the practice, and even when paired with my name, his brain said, nah, nope, that's a dude. And you get to feeling like, why do I bother? What's the point? Will I ever be seen and heard as who I am? What a horrid spiked pit to be thrown into. So what's the science behind voice therapy? Again, I'm not a professional here, but some of it is incredibly fascinating to me. Cis men generally are taller than cis women, but if you think in terms of musical instruments, The bigger or longer the instrument, the deeper the sound. To say nothing of the way testosterone will also cause your voice to deepen. Hey, look, another reason it's super important to let trans kids have access to puberty blockers. What? I talked all about that in the Trans Tuesday on Trans Kids and the Intake Exam, which you can find at TillysTransTuesdays.com. But people who are assigned male at birth have vocal folds that close all the way. So when they speak, they have to force more air through the folds to make sound, which makes assigned male at birth voices sound stronger, more curt, maybe more forceful. People who are assigned female at birth have vocal folds that don't close all the way. So when they speak, assigned female at birth voices tend to be a little breathier and softer and maybe a little more drawn out because more air gets through and they don't have to force the folds open. A lot of the work I did at the beginning of voice therapy, in addition to trying to learn to speak from the front of my face and not from deep in my chest, was trying to train my vocal cords so I could speak a little softer and breathier like people assigned female at birth generally tend to. I don't know about you, but I'm a science nerd and I find that absolutely fascinating. Nerds. Yes. Nerds. Nerds. But it can't just be fun and cool science. Oh no, because we live in a society and how that society treats us impacts every facet of our lives. When I first talked to my first voice therapist, I only worked with the first one for about six months and then worked the second for two years. She felt compelled to give me a disclaimer. A lot of this is sexist. A lot of it is very sexist and she hated it. And yet some of those very things are a good way to help a trans woman get gendered correctly. Like the way cis women often pitch up at the end of a sentence so everything might sound like a question even when it's not. And if you do that fairly consistently, a lot of people's brains, they'll read that as a woman speaking. And how much bullshit is that? How much? All of it. Oh, so much. Yeah, that's super sexist because it's like, 
a softening yeah the way you're expressing yourself so that it doesn't sound like you're being declarative or assertive men will do that right and if you do that a man's gonna like attack you because yeah. how dare you be an expert in anything and not be a man <laughs> and yeah they don't even realize that's what's happening in their brains but that's what's happening right it's like you're permanently asking the question does that make sense or did i say that right at the end of it yeah and so it's it's a no-win situation because if you don't do it you sound more dude whereas if you do it yes you sound femme but you also sound a little dim <laughs> a little yeah. dim that's a great way to put it, it is <laughs> and, and julian i wanted to ask you if you noticed after transition how much more gendered speeches than noticing it before because like i thought i knew before transition mm-hmm how gendered it was, right? But then mm-hmm. afterwards, I was, it was like I'd only seen 10 foot down an entire right. row. Yeah, that's definitely one of the things I noticed. The question, the questioning at the end, bringing it up yeah. at the end. Um, another one is I, I have consciously worked on trying to articulate a little better because I know I could get very sloppy and, and just kind of run everything together, but that's as much just wanting to get through things as fast as possible. Right. But yeah, I yeah, you definitely don't realize until you're working on it, like I just did right there. That <laughs> yeah, that there are ways that, that that we do consciously or subconsciously have these ways of feminizing our voice, no matter how silly they may sound. Yeah. All right, so let me show you some of these examples. When I first began voice therapy, I was sent a huge packet of information. It's got some scientific explanations for things. Most of it was large and varied word lists that I use for different exercises to practice. But when I was first going through it, a few pages made my head explode. Like this one. This was a worksheet titled Highlighting Vocabulary Differences. And the text at the top read, The following scene played out between a man and a woman. Read through the scenario and determine which character was the man and which character was the woman. Oh, my God. Based on the vocabulary used. Highlight the words that are stereotypically gender specific. I read it. I'm sorry. Okay, here we go. Susan, you are character A, so start us off. Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. You? I've been fantastic. It seems like it has been so long since I've seen you. What have you been up to? And not much, just the same old, same old. How about you? How was your weekend? My my weekend was great. I bought a new outfit on Saturday and got a brand new hairdo on Sunday. I was afraid my stylist wouldn't cut it right, but he did. Oh yeah, it looks good. Thanks, did you have a nice weekend? It was pretty good. I went to this restaurant called Umami. I liked it. I've been there. Oh my goodness, their food is so yummy. I have to go back soon. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Well, it was great to see you. I have to go to class now. Yeah, it was good to see you too. I hope to see you around sometime. Have a good one. That would be wonderful. Bye. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, there's more. This was the next worksheet entitled Highlighting Vocabulary Differences. Hold on, isn't this the point where we say, do you know which one was the man? Well, we'll discuss that when we get through these, but yes. I A again then? Well, I'll be in this. Okay, time. all right. Okay. So this this was also highlighting vocabulary differences, and the text at the top was exactly the same. This was a man and a woman speaking. Highlight the the differences between them. Try to pick out which is which. What are you going to order? I'm not sure yet. 
Have you decided? Uh-huh. Oh, what are you going to have? I'm going to have the number eight. Oh, that looks good. Yeah, I've never had it before. Ew, there's a hair in my water glass. Yuck. That's not cool. Tell the waiter. Hmm. I will. I just hope he doesn't think I'm being rude. Nah, you're just pointing it out. No big deal. Okay. I think I'll try the number six. That looks so delicious. Yeah, I saw that one. You're going to have to let me try it. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Ha, you better be. Okay, where is our waiter? My tummy is rumbling and I want a new water glass. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm my trying to tummy. be quiet back here while you're doing these. And it's my hilarious. tummy. All right. Are you serious? I am not four. <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold on. We've got one more. Because but wait, if you thought more. those were bad, oh boy. if you thought oh, those okay. were bad, here we go. This was a worksheet titled Highlighting Style Differences. <laughs> and the text at the top read, <laughs> The following scene played out between a man and a woman. Read through the scenario and determine which character was the man and which character was the woman based on their communication style. <laughs> you want to be A or B? B-A. Go for it. I had a difficult day at work today. My boss was so grumpy. He really hurt my feelings. Wow. You might need to talk to HR about her. I don't know if I need to do that. It's just that she always makes me feel so inadequate. I feel like I tried so hard, but it's never good enough for her. Well, what does she tell you to improve upon? Why don't you start working towards a new goal to improve upon each day? I am constantly trying to improve myself. I feel like she doesn't listen to me, though. I wish she was just more sensitive to other people's feelings when she talks to them. You know you're a hard worker. You should just focus on what you're doing right when she's being that way. Yeah, I know. It's hard, though. I guess I'm too sensitive sometimes. I wish I could talk to my coworkers about this, but they all seem to love her. Hmm. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not looking for advice. I'm just telling you I had a rough day. I need someone to listen. Okay, I'm listening. Well, that's pretty much it. That's all I wanted to say. I just feel like I'm trying so hard and I'm not appreciated. What's the big deal, I guess? Okay, so what have we learned? <laughs> Women are submissive, ask questions, complain, talk about superficial things. Including feelings. Those are also superficial. <laughs> Men are assured, forceful, declarative, concerned only with quote-unquote important things. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Holy shit, yikes. Good God. To my first and second voice therapist's credit, neither ever used or even referred to anything remotely close to what we read off of those sheets. But the fact it's included in the packet at all is abhorrent. So, like, they give mm -hmm. it to each person? Yes. Ugh. Yes. It was your welcome to voice, feminizing voice therapy packet. What? Yeah. Who makes these decisions? I don't know. I have a feeling about that, so I guess I'm a woman. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what we're up against. At times, it feels like we can conform to every horrible, harmful, sexist belief about women and maybe be gendered correctly, but still maybe not. Or we cannot even try and maybe never be gendered correctly. And what a horrible spot to be put in. We just want to be ourselves, but here's yet another aspect of our lives where society is telling us if we don't do X exactly as they expect, we'll never get there. 
no person, trans or cis, should have to change their voice or anything else about themselves just to be seen as who we truly are. I've always had trouble getting all my thoughts out when talking because my brain moves so much faster than I can speak and I can't keep up. And I'm always trying to find the best way to say what I want to say, probably because I'm a writer and I value clarity. So now on top of all that, I had to think about my breathing and keeping my resonance in my face and trying not to force air through my vocal folds and where was my pitch and I had to vary that pitch so it didn't sound monotone and I had to do it the right way so I don't hurt myself and then I had to try to keep my vocal folds relaxed so more air could get through and I'm not forcing words out and making harder sounds like a cis man would. And it felt like when someone asked me a question, I need two minutes to do all of that first and then maybe I could try to reply but you don't get two minute gaps in conversations. So my brain and body were moving at light speed, trying to do all of this at once. And Jillian, I want to ask if you have had that same problem where, like, I know that you said that you haven't worked on your voice that much, but I can hear a difference because I've heard you in our shows for yes. so long and you sound very different to me now. Yeah. And I was wondering if you had a more complex reply or answer to a question was it harder to maintain any of the techniques that you are using that you're working on because you just can't remember all of it at once? Right. It, it's a lot of work to order a number two at Taco Bell because the fact <laughs> that they sound a certain way, they, they don't get it and it's very confusing. No, it's, no, it is very hard to keep it up. And I find for me, a lot of times my, my biggest problem is stamina where yeah. I just can't, I can, I can do it for short bursts. Yeah. Or, you know, like three to five minutes, maybe. But I mean, even even in the course of this podcast, I I can feel that my voice has, got, has dropped a little bit more to my, I'll say, quote unquote, comfort range. Sure. And, you know, that's definitely one thing that I, I, I definitely need to work on, especially if I end up going into a job again after college or just in college where I have to speak to large groups of people for a longer period of time than I'm used to. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really tough. Yeah, it's very difficult, and it's so much work just to be pretty. <laughs> <laughs> no, you make it look effortless. Yes. But, yeah, stamina was the hardest thing for me. It was the last thing to arrive at, and we'll be talking about that a little bit in the future, so stay tuned, and you'll hear all about my own struggles with that. Because just speaking at first at all was exhausting, and it did get easier, which is something we'll talk about next week. But it's just so much work and it's so hard and it took years and I don't think anybody even knows what it's like if they haven't had this experience themselves. Now the only ill will I hold toward that person who misgendered me on the Zoom call is that he made a gender assumption he shouldn't have. Well, he also didn't bother to apologize, so okay, I guess I'm still mad about that and I prefer to yeah. just never be around him. Yeah, you know. But I would like to please caution all of you out there to never make any assumption about someone's gender, not based on their hair or their clothes or their voice or the way they talk or any damned other thing. Because what's the benefit to you? Getting to skip a moment of uncomfortableness while you ask their pronouns or wait for them to reveal it in passing as you talk? Oh no, how horrible. The alternative is making someone, possibly trans, possibly cis, feel like they're not being seen for who they are. And you don't know how much work and time and energy they're putting into trying so, so hard to be seen correctly. Here's a super lovely poem by Ari Drennan on this very topic. It was everything I needed right when I needed it. There's a link to her original tweet with it in the show notes. When I hear a trans woman's voice by Ari Drennan. Whenever I hear a trans woman's voice, I think of the seed once buried deep 
Below the winter snows, salt from the road and dirt kicked up by the tires of the cars it carries, green new growth unfolding luxuriously towards the summer sun. One time in college, a kindly old professor took me aside after his lecture to let me know that the questions at the ends of my sentences made me sound less bright, as though knowledge is a bristling martial march and not the realization that most of what's in our head would not survive first contact with a question. I thanked him, shut myself in my room, practiced sounding certain. Boys are certain, right? When I hear a trans woman's voice, I think of a spring-loaded silver ballerina in my grandmother's attic, twisted taut since some forgotten niece's forgotten birthday, dancing by herself for the pleasure of the moonlight. I practice sounding uncertain. I practice being uncertain. I unfold my words from the space within my chest and let them flow through the tiny circles I form with my mouth. I think of the soft chatter of spring songbirds and the glow of chamomile tea sipped under plush blankets. I think of blooming dandelions and lips stained by wild raspberries. Thanks for being here, Jillian. My pleasure. That was a wonderful poem, too. Please understand how difficult voice can be for us, and stop assuming people's gender based on voice or appearance or anything else. It's the kind thing to do. And keep at it, trans friends. Over time, you can move mountains. Tilly Bridges, and Transmission. Tilly's Trans Tuesdays is hosted by Tilly Bridges and Susan Bridges with audio editing and sound mixing by Jillian Morgan. Special thanks to Daisy and Jane for the use of Sorry Not Sorry as our show's theme music. Please stop by and show your support at daisyandjane.bandcamp.com and soundcloud.com slash daisyandjane. You can find me at Tilly Bridges on Twitter and Hive, on Mastodon at tillybridges at mastodon.social, at facebook.com slash tillysbridges and on insta at heck yeah Tilly Bridges. and you can find susan on all of those at susan l bridges the google doc and social media versions of this week's topic and all past topics are available at tillystranstuesdays.com for more information visit pendantaudio.com thanks for listening and the director of the Kingery for Pendant Audio, as well as being a voice... Sorry, Jillian. <laughs> <laughs> I messed up. How did okay. you mess that up? I, I, I don't love like it. You just stopped in the middle. I, well, because I messed up, and it was mid-sound. Okay, here we go. All right. <laughs>